today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We talked about the, the vaccination program and the rollout here in Canada, specifically, of course, here in Ontario. Uh, south of the border, things are going pretty well, all things considered. Uh, the president uh, talked about that yesterday uh, when he addressed the nation. But uh, uh, U.S. President Biden also says that he's very optimistic about the pace of the COVID-19 vaccinations, but he did warn Americans to keep taking the pandemic seriously. Sagar Magani reports. The president's touting 150 million vaccine doses administered since he took office, and he's telling states to make all adults eligible for shots by April 19th. At the same time, he's calling it a life and death race. We still have a lot of work to do. Noting cases rising and variants spreading. Both he and Dr. Anthony Fauci are urging states to hold off on lifting more health restrictions, with Fauci warning the country's on the brink of a virus surge. Essentially tempting another wave. Sagar Magani, Washington. A lot of people confused by that. There might have been this misperception, I guess, that you know, as soon as everybody started to get vaccinated, those numbers were going to go down. But that's not happening, uh, which is causing some consternation. Uh, joining us to talk about the the rollout and how it's working down there, because we can learn a lot from that, is uh, Dr. Rodney Rohde. Dr. Rohde, of course, is a professor and chair of clinical laboratory science uh, at the College of Health Professionals at Texas State University. Uh, doctor, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today. Good morning, Bill. How are you doing? Good. A lot of good news yesterday. I, I remember when uh, the, the president said that, look, in his first 100 days, he wanted to get 100 million people vaccinated. Uh, they're shooting for 200 now, and it looks to be within reach, doesn't it? It really does. In fact, his announcement, I think he moved up the date to mid-April for the next target date. So we are definitely ahead of schedule and excited. And, and again, as your, you know, your comments and your um commentary from the other personnel mentioned earlier, we are still concerned about some of those variants and some possible surges. So things not totally calm around the entire U.S. If you look at certain areas, we have some concerns, especially up near Michigan, Minnesota, and Florida and places like that. But yes, overall good news as far as vaccine production and getting it into arms. I know that you and I have talked about this in the past, that uh, that we didn't want to see this false sense of security, that you know, the vaccination numbers right. are going up, uh, I, I, which, I, as you know, Doug, the, the, a lot of people were kind of concerned. We watched the uh, the Blue Jays' home opener against, well, it was the te- Texas Rangers' home opener, but mm-hmm. the Blue Jays were there. Uh, 43,000 people at that beautiful new stadium, uh, and not a whole lot of them wearing masks, although that was recommended that they do. Uh, you wonder, you know, did you guys get the message that uh, that this isn't over yet? You know, I think it depends on who you talk to. Um, yeah. This is a constant message that, you know, many of us keep kind of speaking about. We want to offer optimism and some progress, and we certainly are seeing that with vaccinations and cases down, you know, in, in many, many states. But it's absolutely not the time to just go, you know, wide open. Again, I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. That game, the Rangers game uh, that you mentioned, I actually watched a piece of it on TV and, you know, just kind of sat there shaking my head when you see that many people crammed into a stadium. I mean, the good news is it's outdoors. That helps. Yeah. But, you know, you just can't help but worry. You can't help but worry when you've had this year and a couple of months now that we've had. And, and at some point, I know we're going to want to quit worrying. But we just can't help but worry when we see that kind of behavior without a lot of masking going on. And, you know, a couple of three weeks will tell us the story again with respect to, to that particular 
event in itself. I guess it's human nature, though, isn't it, Doctor, to, for us to want to say, look, you know, this enough of this stuff already. I got my vaccination. I'm willing to, to take my, my chances with something like this. But, uh, you know, and as the president reminded, and I know Dr. Fauci was talking with us again yesterday, and you, this has been a constant message from you, too, for all the times that you and I have talked, is that you can't let your guard down. Uh, this thing is not defeated yet. And, you know, when you see numbers like that, you do get concerned. I mean, I well, I think I mentioned it before, my team of the Red Sox, and they had their home opener at Fenway. Uh, capacity, I think, is about 29,000. I think they had 4,000 there. Uh, yeah. and, and, the, and those are the restrictions in Massachusetts. And most other ballparks, I guess, are, are doing similar things like that. we 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 got to learn to walk before we run here, don't we? Yeah, we absolutely do. And, and another message I keep saying, and I know we've talked about this before, you know, even with vaccinations, and I know Canada's struggling with this uh, with respect to getting it going and getting more people vaccinated, but even if you're vaccinated, you know, I'm, I'm now fully vaccinated. I was fortunate and blessed to work um, in an area of healthcare that got me earlier on. I've got the Moderna fully vaccinated. I'm past the two weeks on the second shot. But even though I know that the data shows about 90% efficacy, there's still a one in 10 chance, right, that I can get mm-hmm. the virus. So, and, and I know we have to get back to not worrying about every single time we, we're in a group of people. But right now, again, emphasizing that this is a novel virus, we're still seeing kind of long-term, you know, bizarre effects of this infection if you get it. And so I don't want the virus. I don't want the infection. So I'm going to wear that mask. I'm going to still be careful. And hopefully we can kind of accept that optimism and that and that good news in the sense that we still need to be protective of those around us and be careful, you know, for a little bit longer. It might be moving into the summer and even in, into the late summer just to make sure we don't have a surge. Um, the B117 variants definitely kind of impacting us right now in the States, as I mentioned, up in the Northeast. Yeah. And we really need to be careful with that because... You know, what I worry about, and I think Dr. Fauci and others, is it's going to be really difficult if we have another surge and people are kind of past this mentally, like, we're, we're okay. You know, we've got mm-hmm. the vaccine and it's coming. And, and so, I mean, I think we just, we can't help ourselves. We worry and we hope that that doesn't happen. So right now we're just kind of want to wait and see on that. What's the uh, with the uptake on the vaccine program itself? I mean, the numbers are, are very impressive, as, as you and I have just talked about. And, and I think the president has every right to be proud of this, but uh, we're not there yet. Uh, on a state-by-state basis, I mean, you know, we're, we're hearing that it has to be at least 80, if not 85 percent uh, vaccinations for, for herd immunity to, to be able to be a factor in situations like that. And, and as great as the numbers are, certainly you're not there yet. But is there an anticipation that you can attain that? Well, the... The modeling shows that, Bill, and and so right now, if you look at the numbers right now, we're almost at 20% fully vaccinated in the country. Uh, It's much higher with with one dose, you know, waiting for that second dose and things Mm -hmm. like that, but we certainly are not at that, you know, it's kind of, if you look at all the expertise uh, and all the reports, typically people are talking 70 to 90% herd immunity, so, you know, 80 is, you know, right there in the middle, and I guess what's concerning for us, again, is that we're doing really well, right? I mean, people are just lining up. It's awesome. But we will hit a point here in the next month or so where, for one, the vaccines are not totally approved for children 16 and under. We're kind of that, – that's starting to happen. Some of those studies are starting to be approved. Pfizer announced, you know, 12 to 18 – 12 to 16-year-olds are showing 100% efficacy. 
but we aren't there yet for children. That's a that's twenty almost twenty five percent of our population are, are people under eighteen years of age. So to get to that eighty, uh, it's it's going to be difficult. So I'm personally I'm hoping we get into the high sixties and seventies by the end of the summer. Again, CDC and some of the other modeling predictions, if we keep rolling and people keep rolling up their sleeves to take it, we could reach 70 to 90% by July. Um, I'm going to hold my breath on that one because I think we will start seeing some hesitant people as well as the children not being approved. Yeah, because I can remember a conversation you and I had a few weeks ago now where you expressed right. some concern about the number of people that said, I don't think we're interested in the vaccine. Uh, that that seems to be diminishing. I think more and more people seem to be buying into the program now. I I, I totally agree. I mean, one of the one of the bright spots of this, because uh, I've been following vaccine hesitancy again for a couple of decades, it's been growing, of course, mm-hmm. around the world. It seems like people are so sick of this thing that they're, a lot of them have changed their mind at least with respect to this COVID vaccine, you know, we'll kind of see moving forward what happens with other vaccinations. But if we can get people up into that 70 to 80 percent, you know, number, I'm going to be extremely pleased. I know the country will be, too. There's a debate going on right now about something you and I raised a, a long time ago, and that is like is a vaccine passport. Uh, and this was in the early stages, of course, of the rollout. And it's essentially, for those that don't understand the terminology, uh, it's if you want to go someplace, if you want to travel, if you want to get into a certain establishment, you got to show that you've been vaccinated. You get a little card or whatever the case might be. Uh, the, the Biden administration, uh, well, Press Secretary Saki mentioned this yesterday and said there's not going to be a federal policy on that. They're not going to endorse something like that. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen at some, at some other level, does it? Right. I mean, it, it's a it's a controversial thing, you know, Bill, and, and it's something I've given quite a bit of thought to. I mean, personally, I've told this to many, many friends and family and colleagues. I don't have a problem with it personally, but as a healthcare profession uh, area, I know there's much concern with you know the health information of individuals being shared. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have issues where people don't have it and all of a sudden they're denied services because they can't show that? So that there are some issues that they have to kind of work through. But I kind of come back to, you know, if we're in the middle of a public health emergency and there's specific things like you want to travel to X country, then I still think it's okay. I mean, I still think that's something you need to show proof of uh, to get on an air air um, line travel and and not know somebody's vaccinated if they're going into a different country. So I think in certain areas it can be okay, but, you know, I don't envy the president or even the state levels trying to work through this passport issue because, again, it gets into some some rough areas of personal rights and, and health information and things like that. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. Well, and I know that even beyond the politics of this, I mean, the private sector uh, have had this discussion in this debate as well. Uh, and, and I'm hearing, you know, some pretty strong arguments on both sides of that, uh, even to the point, uh, our, our example about the baseball game the other day, uh, you know, that there's some right. suggesting we well, shouldn't be able to go into a ballpark. You can't go see, you know, the Cowboys play this year unless you show that you've been vaccinated. That's the way it's going to. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, uh, but it's under discussion right now. And I, I can kind of see that point. I mean, if I'm going to go to a ball game, it'd be reassuring right. if I knew that the person sitting next to me had had their vaccination. Uh, but on the other hand, you're right. I mean, you're getting into a real debate here. About, about individual rights and about you know freedom of information and things of that nature. It really is. It's such a tough decision, Bill, right? I mean, you just kind of, you, you perfectly explained it because I can see both sides of this. You know, I mean, I personally would like to know <laughs> that my own health is safe yeah. with respect to the pandemic going on. But, you know, 
14 months ago, we didn't we didn't ask people for their flu vaccine status or their tetanus status, you know, anything else you wanted to think about. And so we just had this monumental shift in how we think about public health, and it's challenging us. It's really challenging us to think about, and it's going to be kind of interesting, and I hope everybody can respect each other's, you know, opinions, and we can kind of work out some type of way to make this work. Um, and we might have to be willing to to let go of a little bit of individual rights until we get this thing cleared up. That's kind of my stance. You know, what do we need to do to get this to go away? And then maybe we can go back to not thinking about vaccine passports every time we go somewhere. Well, yeah, and, and the essence of the debate really comes down to, uh, you know, okay, yeah, everybody has individual rights. We get that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, those individual rights should not supersede the common good. And, and that's, that's the opinion of an awful lot of people, too. And I know, I know we're getting into points of law right now, doctor. And that's, that, right. you know, we're just speculating to both of us in situations like that. Uh, but it makes for an interesting discussion and debate. And, and uh, it's not going to go away because I think it, as, as we get towards, uh, the, well, the baseball season, of course, uh, the NFL comes up, uh, not too far from now right. anyway uh that there's going to be that discussion about you know who's going to be allowed in and just how big can the crowds be i i'd love to be able to see close to full capacity for everything uh by you know summertime maybe the end of the summer as those vaccination numbers climb but as dr fauci and as you have been telling us for the last little while uh just because you got the vaccine doesn't mean the pandemic is gone and and and, and that's one of the anomalies i think that's really fr- uh, frustrating enough a lot of people at this point doctor the, the vaccination numbers are going up beautifully but the case numbers are going up too and we didn't think that was going to happen yeah, and again, it kind of depends on, you know, again, if you, you have to look at it, at least in the United States, if you look at it regionally or state by state, you do see, you know, numbers declining. Uh, but it, you're right. I mean, if those variants are kind of changing and we may not be seeing the kinds of numbers we wanted to see. And I can personally attest to, you know, people need to be safe because I've talked to several close friends, not a ton of people, but two or three uh, that actually have had that happen to them. They were vaccinated. They weren't quite past that two-week window, and they actually acquired the infection. So there is there is a chance of that vaccine failing. Remember, it's not 100% proof, so you still want to be a little careful right now as we kind of get through the next few months. Well, and, and as we've said in, in medicine and in, I guess in life, there is nothing. There are no guarantees. There nothing is, is 100%. Right. It's I so mean, frustrating for people to you know understand that, that there's just no perfect at least right now, there's no perfect tool to just totally prevent and protect us from getting this virus. Well, uh, you seem to be moving along nicely, and hopefully we can uh, get on track in, in our country here now, too. And it comes down to supply and dissemination of the vaccines and everything. But uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, as Dr. Fauci said, but it's not quite as close as some people might have thought. So uh, we still, uh, as the president said, still got a lot of work to do here. Uh, doctor, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Stay well, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bill, and y'all take care. Dr. Rodney Rohde, of course, from uh, Texas State University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.